to Comic BS, I'm Beige. Um, this is the second time I'm doing this episode. Did a really good um, good job at it earlier and forgot to hit the record button. So I've double-checked three times. Definitely hit record this time around, so that's all good. Um, doing it on the same day, I managed to get to my other job and realised that I don't have a shift at 6.45 tonight, so instead I'm doing this for you guys. <laughs> what an idiot. Anyway, so you walk into the comic book store. You go and you get your regular picks. You go and you grab your Nightwings and your Batmans and, you know, Spider-Man and everything. And there's always that one book that catches you by surprise. Um, it's just sitting there and it just looks like a book that, like, what would you pick up? It's almost like, you know, walking through and you've got all your superheroes and your spandexes and, you know, nice little indie comics, you know, blood and guts and gore and all the good stuff that you're into. And then there's like a My Little Pony in the middle for some reason. And you're just like, why is that even there? Um, This is a book like that. I walked past and just went, what the fuck is this even doing there? Um, I'm going to try to hold off on the swearing a little bit this episode too. But it's just not going to happen. So um, I'd like to ask my special guest um, just if he can just give a little uh, uh, announcement there on language. Due to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Thank you, Burton Seabell from Fear Factory. What a legend. He just dropped on uh, inside Beach's van to help out there with the show. He's uh, Burton Seabell of Fear Factory. Gotta love him. <laughs> Might even put a Fear Factory song at the end of this just for fun now. Um, thanks, Burton. See you, buddy. Bye. Thanks for having me. Uh, I walked past and just went, what the fuck is this book doing here? Um... So, anyway, let's let's get into it. Uh, leave the title just for a second. So, it's written by uh, W. Maxwell Prince. Um, for anyone who's picked this up, you probably know what I'm talking about already. And art by Martin Butcher, your surname here, Morazzo. And colours by Chris O'Halloran. So, that's right. If you've picked it up, you would have, um, you would have noticed uh, it just doesn't look right on the shelves. But, hey... Who am I to judge a book by its cover? And I'm fucking glad I didn't. Because yeah, if you haven't, uh, if you're listening to this and you you are a comic reader, go grab this book first. Um, go to your store. It'll, it should still be on the rack. Cause I fucking guarantee they're all still on the rack because no one would buy it unless you actually flick through it. Um, jump on there. And, oh, go to Comixology. Uh, pick it up quickly. Um, have a flick through with me because yeah, it's fucking good fun. Ice Cream Man. The book Ice Cream Man. Front cover's got the dude standing there in his traditional ice cream outfit with his big bow tie and his stupid hat holding up a giant ass ice cream in, an, in a cone with a bunch of kids sitting around looking at it. Like Straight up, you're like, what the fuck? Although the artwork is like um, a bit 
similar to some um, Punisher stuff from like you know, 2000s and shit. <laughs> if only Punisher would just come in and shoot the fuck out of all these little fuckers. Good thing Burton Seabell dropped that um, listener discretion at the start of the episode because, yes, there will be some cursing. Not just from me, it's written inside this book. Um, yeah, Ice Cream Man. Really fucking good cover. So you open the book and there it is, like a nice suburban town, sun setting, uh, it's trees. I, it looks like a scene out of uh, Springfield, actually. It looks like we're looking down on Evergreen Terrace. Uh, there should be some yellow four-fingered uh, kids rolling around on skateboards. You know where you go. You know where I'm going with that because yes, I am a child of the '90s. Uh, so I still watch The Simpsons. And then we've got the next pa- next bit down. It's a, bunch of, a line outside the ice cream van. There's music playing out the back of the ice cream van. I'm guessing your traditional um, ice cream van music. Holy shit, I should play fucking Loco from Cold Chamber at the end of this episode. Because that is just about like a fucked up ice cream driver. Yeah. Steamroller on the mode, so yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm way on tangents today because... I've already done this episode, so I'm going to be... Who knows where it's going to go? This could be fun. Maybe I should do two of every episode and just release the better of the two. Uh, As long as I record them both, I don't care. So uh, Mum says to Ice Cream Man, Hi, Rick. Hi, Sharon, he says. Tips his hat. What a gentleman. Get to know your Ice Cream Man, guys. It's the moral of the story here. Uh, He starts talking to the little girl. He asks her what flavor she wants and... You know, it's like, oh, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And the ice cream man's really sweet. Not in a creepy way. He's just a sweet guy. Uh, she wants vanilla, so he's like, you know, jiffy and hands it over. Reaches out of the ice cream truck and gives her. And she's like, thank you, Mr. Ice Cream Man. It's like, oh, good girl, Penny. You used your thank yous. And then he looks at uh, Penny and Shazza walking down the street there. And he just turns around. He's like, so who do we have next? And there's this little freckle-faced kid there with his shoelace undone and his scruffy hair. And he's just got a big cheeky grin on his face. He's like, Hi. And then the um, ice cream man just looks side to side. He's like, uh, say, where is your mum and dad, kid? Not in a creepy way. He's just concerned. And the little kid looks up at the next page and he says, uh, I'm a big boy. And the ice cream man's like, whoa, 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 motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, man of self-possession. I can certainly uh, appreciate that. What'll it be, Mr. Big and Tall? And he um, looks deep in thought. He's like, chocolate, two scoops. It's like, kiddo, you probably don't need two scoops, but fuck it, get into it. Um, and then the ice cream man's all like, lickety split, fast as can be. You get home safe, all right? And then he hands the uh, ice cream down to freckle-faced, scruffy-haired boy with his undone shoe. And there's a mother on the phone behind him with her little boy. And then a mother with two other kids. And then a mother and a father on their phone. Actually, everyone's on their phone. That's weird. Like, the, the mum's on the phone. Uh, and then the little girl that's with the mother and the son is on the phone. And then the family behind, father, mother, and daughter, are all just buried in the screen. That's um, a little bit sad. Oh, well, what can you do? Um, it's a society these days, I guess. Like, they've done some really fantastic artwork. Uh, here we've got, um, I don't know if it's an inner monologue, it's more of like straight out of a dictionary or a Wikipedia or something. Just a big block of uh, texts explaining the Brazilian wandering spider. Uh, I am not going to read it. Just if it is, it's the most venomous spider in the world. Uh, ain't that something? Giddy up, giddy up. There's a reason why we're mentioning the spider, but you don't need to know all this other shit about like meaning murderous and blah, 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 blah. So this kid's just walking down the street, he can, licking his ice cream. Pardon me, licking his ice cream, and uh, the houses are all very kept in this neighborhood. Like, there's nice, neat lawns and the flower pots hanging, there's no clutter in the windows. Either, um, 
either our artist is uh, just lazy or it's a very <laughs> neat neighborhood. I feel like it's a neat neighborhood because uh, some of the artwork is just fucking amazing. It's beautifully drawn. Um, the coloring and everything is just phenomenal. Right? The, the, the book is very well put together. I, I, I can't find anything wrong with it at all. Uh, he's walking down the street and he's eating his ice cream and he gets sort of towards the end of the cone. Actually, this is what I fucking find wrong with it. This little shit just throws the ice cream cone on the ground, doesn't eat the cone, throws it on the ground. Well, there's fucking rubbish bins just over to his right. Wouldn't even walk a little bit out of his way just to go to the rubbish bins. Like, I can't believe that shit. That's just fucking ridiculous. But anyway, um, I'm not his father. So then we turn the page and we're still going on about this spider here. Um... This awesome distinction can be credited to a concentrated neurotoxin that the spider releases upon biting fucking number here. To be exact, which in high doses increases manner of unpleasantness, including, but not limited to, loss of muscle control, strange con- strange contusions, so that'll do. <laughs> um, and in some cases, paralysis and parapasm, para- Prapsium, propasium, or well, I fucking don't know. Oh, or for the layperson, the absolute lethal and unprovoked, never-ending erection. There we go. Um, so this kid's going to his house, and he pulls a peg out of his pocket and sticks it on his nose, and then he uh, opens the door, and he walks in. And he says, "Hi, Rupert." As he picks up uh, what appears to be the spider we've just been reading about. Oh, he's hearing about. And he's like, I'm home. And he's got this fucking thing. He's like, Mom, Dad, I'm home. And he, the house is a fucking mess inside. Like, outside, it's beautiful as hell. And the inside, it's just gross. And there's an ad on the TV for the ice cream man. So it's it's sort of weird. It's like, why is there an ad there when we've just seen the ice cream man? But I, I guess it is the ice cream man comic book. Uh, maybe the ice cream man wanted to advertise. And it's like, uh, they've been so quiet lately, Rupee, talking to his pet spider. It's like they live in the kitchen. Boy, am I ever hungry. And he's just walking around holding this fucking spider. It's like, wow. And then um, we go into the kitchen, and he's like, I guess I'll make a snack for myself. Because uh, there we have Mummy and Daddy at the kitchen table uh, looking, resembling fucking something straight out of The Walking Dead. Uh, Clearly... Dead, not walking, uh, in paralysis, uh, there's fucking toilet paper scattered across the floor, there's corn flour box everywhere, cupboards are open, they're, they're dead, they're dead, dead, they're dead, 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 dead as motherfucking dead can be, like, you don't get much more dead than these fuckers are right now, this guy, they, they look like Deadpool if Deadpool was dead, it is just brutal, and he's walking, he's obviously living there with these parents like this, and not thinking anything of it, and then it's like, on the other side of the town, and it's um, got a cop shop there, Um, inside the cop shop there's a heap of people just sort of doing their thing, Um, two detectives sitting talking to what appears to be a bag lady having a whinge, Um, and then it's got an arrow pointing to one of the detectives here, and it says, this is Detective um, Jai Luhi, yeah, that'll do, oh, Joel, Jolly-o. Her name is Jolly. Jolly-o Juan. Um, her colleagues call her V5V in reference to the fact that her first name, Chinese for Most Beautiful Willow, contains all five vowels of the English alphabet. For the sake of expedience, let's say this. Like most people in their 30s, she's got, the jo- she's got a job for which she can summon only minimal amount of passion or interest, but she does it day in, day out, because... 
What else is there to do? And she just looks fucking angry at the world. There's a dude going through the filing cabinet there. Uh, and this chick's just like, are you even fucking listening to me? She's gone ballistic because someone's killed her cat. And she's she's like, well, I know who it was. And she's doing a fucking um, sketch artist thing to the guy. And she's going off her tits because the cat's been fucking killed. And the dude holds it up. And it's a picture of a fucking, like, giant cat man. And she's like, yeah, that's it. That's the fucking thingamacritter from the woods that fucking ate Mr. Butterworth. And they're like, who? And she's like, fucking Pad- Padfoot Butterworth, my cat. Look, sucked the skin right off, and she holds up a fucking cat skeleton. <laughs> fucking like, here's my cat. It's all fucked up and shit. <laughs> and then the cops are like, fucking there. It's like, oh, Jesus almighty lady, put that shit back in your fucking bag. Um, somebody needs to do something. What, what, are, fucking, what are my children are next? And she's fucking walking out. And the cops just closing the door on her. And she just fucking hangs her head. She's like, Christ. And then someone's like, oh, poor Mr. fucking Butterworth. Uh, and there's fucking just like all cop shop shit around everywhere. And there's a dude sitting on the fucking detective's desk and he's like, who gives their pet a different last name? Which is a fucking valid question. Like, my dog has the same last name as me and so does my uh, cat. It's actually funny because my dog's medication, um, sorry, monthly vaccinations and stuff get sent out. Uh, vaccinations, fucking flea treatment and shit like that and worming. It's sent out and it gets sent out to him. So it sticks and then surname. It's fucking hilarious because he gets his own mail. Should have given him a middle name. Sticks go fuck yourself. Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> um, so there's just fucking who gives the last name. She goes, and then he holds up the picture and she goes, Meet Mr. Thingamacritter, relative of yours. And he's like, Har har. And she's like, Oh, and he's just fucking t- telling her, it's like, you know, this, this town is really something else. It's just filled to the fucking brim with kooks and crazies and. 31 flavors of weird shit. There's another ice cream reference. A lot of ice cream references go on in this town. And she's all like, weird shit. The woman's carrying her cat's skeleton around in her purse. And then he's all like, well, what makes you so sorry it's her cat? And then he's like, fucking Briggs, Han, get in here. My office now, says the fucking uh, head detective, honcho, whatever you want to call them, fucking captains or whatever. Uh, And then he starts explaining how... uh, Two uh, married couple have both been reported MIA from their jobs. They haven't been seen in fucking days. Any guesses on who they are? I wonder who the fucking McAllisters are. Um, so he's explaining it, and like they've got no vacation requests, <coughs> no PTOs filed. They just stopped coming in. And then he's showing a picture of these two people, unrecognizable to us because we saw the parents as fucking zombie ass dead motherfucks. Um, and she's like, I need you to make a house call. And she's like, what do you think it is? Fucking heroin, tax evasions? And then the, um, the dude who's asking that's like, my money's on Tom and, um, Henrietta parasailing down in Mexico, ducking from the IRS, laughing all the way. And then the, uh, cop goes, well, fuck if I know, maybe they're dead. Oh, and Cherry on a Sunday, they got a kid. And there's a picture of our freckle-faced little scruffy boy. And it's like, oh shit. Now shit just got real because there's a kid in the mix here. And then we turn the page and there's our little scruffy-faced uh, kid wandering into the woods. Now this looks like fucking my house, my, my, where I live. Like we've got the estate there and then it just backs onto the woods and it's fucking awesome. Uh, I wonder if they've got the beach on the other side. Um, and I hope this shit doesn't go down in my woods because I fucking take my dog there every other day. Uh, and I might even go there late tonight, like 10.30 at night, wandering through the woods with the dog, because that's what I likes to do. Pardon me. 
And then after I finish doing this book, I get to play with dogs anyway because I'm at my dog training work. So, nah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, I get to train some doggies. Actually, I'm really looking forward. I've got the little... No, let's not get into the dogs. This is a comic book podcast. I won't, will not go there. Um, so he's walking along. He's got a stick and he's whistling, going through the woods as young boys do. Finds like an arm off something. It looks like a cat. So, you know, what else would a kid with a stick do? I'm going to poke it. And then you hear this crack and he turns around and he hears this... And he looks past the tree and he's holding his little fucking stick up like it's Harry Potter's wand. And then... Whoa! That was unpleasant, says the ice cream man with his fucking clothes torn off. And then fucking little scruffy-faced boys all like, uh, you're the fucking ice cream man. And then he uh, holds his hands up and got his hat on. He's like, oh, looks like I am. Say, what you got there? And he's just really nice. It's weird. But his clothes are just torn to shreds like he's just gone on a fucking grinder date in the woods. It's insane. Um, nothing against grinder dates in the woods. I just imagine they would get very rough. Um... Say, what you got there? It's a um, stick. It's like, uh, you want to see something neat? And his eyes are glowing green. He snaps his fingers, just fucking bam. And then little glow of green. And then, wah, chocolate. Two scoops. Lickety split, just like that. And little fucking scruffy face, scruffy head, freckly face fucker is all like, whoa, that's awesome. Uh, And then the ice cream man turns and starts to walk away. He's like, you know, kid, you shouldn't be walking around these woods on your own. It isn't safe. Time to be getting home to your parents, don't you think? And he's just standing there, and the ice cream man disappears off into the woods, and uh, little scruffy hair, freckle-faced kid's got his ice cream cone, and he just looks really shattered and broken and defeated. Looks down, he's like, crud. So he's still got his ice cream cone there. Chocolate, two scoops. This little motherfucker. Who eats chocolate, two scoops? I uh, I would have strawberry all day, or bubblegum, or... I went to a place out in um, Wodonga, if anyone's from uh, Australia or Victoria, they might know where Wodonga is. My parents used to live in Wodonga. And I was out there, and they have this thing at an ice cream parlor called the Kitchen Sink, where you get to get any, uh, 36 flavors of ice cream, 36 scoops, uh, in literally a kitchen sink. They bring it out to you in a kitchen sink. And I, me and my uh, sister's ex-boyfriend, we got through fucking 36 fucking flavors of ice cream. Oh, my God. I don't know how I'm not fucking, like, 200 kilos. It's insane. Um... So then it cuts to the neighborhood and we've got the cop car and the detectives are going to do a house call to check up on the parents. Uh, his, his secret about life. Here's a secret about life. Uh, here's a secret about... Sorry, my, I just got a notification to do a workout. They must have heard me fucking talking about eating ice cream. <laughs> here's a secret about life, which I tell you, it's for free. Uh, we're all being devoured by bugs. Slowly but surely, little internal insects, boredom, loneliness, regret, etc. They are eating us whole, nibbling away at us from the insides. The process only lasts as long as you're alive. So it's just like saying like the fucking... I I feel like this um, detective suffers from depression uh, because now we hear that she starts hearing voices because um, the guy she's driving with suddenly snaps at her and you know he's talking in a weird fucked up voice because of uh, the way that the letterer has used the different crazy scratchy lettering here and it's like I got cockroaches crawling all over my brain and they're telling me to cheat on my wife and she's like what? and then he he turns around and he's like I said did you read the memo about the uh, changes to the pension it's fucking bullshit 
And she's like, yeah, I didn't get a chance. Um, is that the place? And he's like, 10-4, Chateau McAllister. And they go to go inside. And they're all like fucking, you know, hey, isn't fair about uh, Jill and I throwing a party? I know you don't really go to these things, but uh, it's for Sean this Saturday. So you're always saying you need to get out. And she's like, door's open. So he's trying to invite her places. Um, but, yeah. So he opens a door. And it's like, uh, hello, Mr. and Mrs. McAllister. And they walk inside and it's like, whoa, what a fucking pig star. TV's on. And guess what's on the TV? Another fucking ad for an ice cream man. And it's the same dude and he's holding up his ice cream. They're talking about it. And he's just listing off a whole heap of flavors. And then uh, right at the end, she looks at the TV and we get that same twisted voice again. Something sweet for the bugs to eat. And he's like, what the fuck? And then you just hear from the other room, holy fucking shit, 5V in here. So she runs on in, she's uh, pulling her gun out, and he's just looking shocked as fuck. And you turn the page, and uh, there we go. The detectives have now found uh, Mr. and Miss, Miss, Mrs. and Mr. McAllister. Mrs. and Mr. McAllister, dead as fuck in the kitchen. She's fallen over now, so she's not sitting as upright as she was before. And they're all just like, what the fuck happened to them? And oh my God, it's like, oh, the smell, how long have they been like this? Well, clearly at least 10 days because they haven't shown up to fucking work. Unless there was a weekend somewhere in there and then it could have been fucking 12 days. Um, oh, the smell, it's terrible. It's like fucking, Jesus Christ, what the hell are we looking at? Oh, should we call, oh, the fuck? And then uh, the detective's like reaching for his back and he's like, it's a sp- spider, I forget." And then he starts frothing at the mouth, and the fucking spider falls to the ground, and you see this fucking Briggs, and you see the silhouette of little fucking scruffy-haired, freckle-faced fucker standing there. And she's like, fuck Briggs, and he's like, it's, it's not Rupert's fault, he just doesn't like adults, says the little fucking boy from behind. The t- detective's shocked, and she's like, what the fuck, so this dude's just been bitten by a spider, and a matter of fucking seconds, he's just dying like a poor little motherfucker. And she's all like, um, kid, I don't know what the fuck's going on here, but, uh... We need to get my friend some help. He's very sick, and the spider is on his back. And he's like, oh, my parents got sick too. Then they got all stiffed up and missed Macaroni Tuesday. And she's like, it's okay, we'll figure this out. And the spider's up on his shoulder now. It's like, just put down the spider. He's like, no! And he's holding Rupert in his hand. She's like, fuck, and he's just running out the door. And he's like, you're not taking him. And he runs off with the spider, and his shoelace is still undone. Motherfucker, tie your shoelace. It's a fucking lesson. Teach your kids how to tie their shoes. Uh, or use Velcro. Because if you die by a spider bite or fucking zombie apocalypse or something, you don't want your kid fucking running around with untied shoelaces. Uh, so they're screaming at him, come back. He's fucking running straight out the back gate into the fucking woods. She's like, kid, please, fuck. And then she over the log, and he dropped his shoe because she's lost him, and she's found the shoe, and then he's fucking screaming, help. And she looks over. And there's that fucking thingamajig creature from the fucking sketch and there's a whole heap of dead cats around him and he's fucking holding him. It's like full werewolf style now dressed in the ice cream man's torn get up. We don't know if it's the ice cream man or not yet. Just saying. He's wearing the exact same fucking clothes and so it's possibly the ice cream man. And he's fucking holding this kid up by the scruff of the neck and he's about to tear his fucking jugular out and throw him on the ground. Just like a fucking dead animal. And then fucking Detective Jolo, Jolio pulls out her fucking gun and she's like put him the fuck down and these green fucking monster eyes pierce at her and then he throws the fucking kid across and smacks into her 
And then shit, they're laying on the ground. He's over the fucking top of them all. And his fucking savage teeth are hanging out. His fucking hands are ready to tear the flesh from their freaking bones. And his face down in the dirt. And she's scrambling to get up. What's going to happen? He fucking roars at them. Fucking screams. And then the fucking spider crawls up on his back and bites him right in the fucking shoulder blade and then there's a question mark on his eyes he's like what the fuck just happened and he fucking reaches back for the spider and he hurls it back behind him and he starts screaming up in the air like, fucking, like a fucking wookie help me fucking frothing at the mouth the boy's still fucking laying down there on the ground detectives all like fucking jesus christ and then the fucking monster just runs wow there was a lot of fucks in that uh, and he just fucking bolts on out of there. And then she's all like, fuck, kid, it's okay, he's gone. He's like, my fucking arm. It's like, what's your name, kid? <laughs> this bit, fucking, I love this bit. Because anyone out there who doesn't know my real name, you're about to find it out. Uh, I've gone by Beach my whole life. But, um, hey, kid, what's your name? And he goes, Byron. And she just lays down and goes, fuck you, Byron. One of my favorite panels in a comic book. It's like the comic speaking to me. It's like, fuck you, Byron. So, yeah, for those out there who don't know my name, my name's now Byron. Well, not now Byron. I was christened Byron at birth, and then no one ever called me Byron since. So, um, hence Beige. Anyway, so fuck you, Byron. And then later on, we get uh, outside the McAllister's house, and they're wheeling out the fucking things, and the detective's being interviewed by a street cop. And it's like he's been raising himself for almost two weeks by the looks of it. Diet Coke and cookies and ice cream. Diet of, diet of cookies and ice cream. Um... We've got the official cause of death for the parents, uh, for the Briggs. It was arachnidism, uh, spider bite. What's going to happen to the kid? It's like, my guess, the foster system. And then he's just sitting there in the back of the fucking ambulance. Poor little fucking scruffy-haired, freckle-faced Byron motherfucker's looking sad for himself. It's like, but, but, you know, but I don't think there's any amount of therapy. It's like, hey... You got that spider bagged? I want to take take it back to the lab. And, uh, didn't anybody tell you? Spider's, uh, still MIA. And then, the fucking spider is crawling down the street. And we're getting the, um, ice cream man song. Chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, banana, cookies and cream, rockly road, caramel, raspberry surprise. There's a flavor for everyone suffering. And make no mistake, everyone is suffering. It's like, whoa, creepy-ass fucking song. But then while they're saying that, like, this kid's having a fight in the street, and other kids are laughing, and then the, the spider crawls past the house, and there's a fucking husband screaming at a wife. So the, the town looks good on the outside, but on the inside, it's a bit uh, poisoned, by the looks of it. A bit of anger and hate going on there. And then uh, the ice cream man... He's got his full fucking guard back on now. Picks up the spider. Oh, hello, little bug. Hmm. Snap. Fast as can be. Lickety split. And he's holding a fucking ice cream cone. So uh, is the ice cream man poisoning the town, maybe? And then he's got his fucking cheesy-ass fucking grin on with his fanged-ass teeth. And he drives off into the sunset. Come back soon. And the ice cream van fucking just drives off. And it's just like, holy motherfucking shit. Wow, like seriously, that fucking book, I picked it up and looked at the cover and just went, I am not uh, ever going to read that shit, and then I walked away, and then I came back, I went, eh, it could be a bit of fun, and I grabbed it, I fucking picked it up, and I just went, I'm going to go over this shit, but holy motherfucking God, was it just a 
fun ride. Like, little fucking Byron with the killer spider, and then it turns out the spider fucking belongs to the ice cream man. I just had so much fun reading this. I don't know about you guys, if you uh, bought a copy and followed along at home. Like, oh my gosh, it was so much fun. Like, I, I'm hanging for the next issue. I think it's a, a month... Pardon me. I think it's a monthly book. I cannot wait to grab copy uh, issue two. Like, honestly... Get out there and get ice cream, man. If you um, just find a little bit of excitement in listening to me get excited, you should be reading this yourself as well. Like, yeah, it's all well and good to hear me do it and uh, have a laugh at my stupidity at the same time, but fuck me, come on. This book, so good. So good. So, yeah, like I said at the start, it's written by W. Maxwell Prince. The art is by Martin Morazzo. I feel like you should be in um, uh, Greece. Little fucking Morazzo's, uh, something like that. But anyway, um, yeah. So that's that's that book for this week. I fucking I had to uh, just drop it in as well because, like, I've got a couple of other episodes there ready to go. But this book just fuck me. It was so good. I just had to pause everything and get this one out to you guys, the lovely audience, as um, as I did. So uh, people listening at home, thanks for listening. Still like. You know, thanks for being there. Thanks for listening as we go. If, um, you know, if you guys weren't listening, I'd still be doing it because, uh, yeah, let's be honest, I do this for myself and nobody else if you haven't gathered already. Um, but in saying that, if you've got a book you want me to read, flick us uh, over and, and let me know. I got a um, little request from Julie the other day uh, from Totes My Lady, so I'm going to have a look at the book that she suggested on Twitter. Um, might even do that uh, next week next issue we don't know yet we'll see what happens but um yeah so flick us over flick us an email at uh, comic comic bs at icloud or uh hit me up on twitter at comic bs or you can grab my personal one at the bg boy um got a couple of special guests coming up again we've got a few more episodes to go with mr mark hurley doing some more of the nightwing and the uh, nightwing new order and batman white knights we've got uh t-e-s-d underscore zombie um my partner in crime for the new pod world order uh he is helping me get through um dark arc by colin bunn and um let's not forget that uh, dave weimar the amazing, talented motherfucker from Cult of Dave and also the intro theme song to uh, the Comic BS podcast that you are just listening to right now. Uh, He is going to come on and we are going to do The Realm, which I finally read issue two of, and holy shit, that shit is good. Um, Yeah, so don't forget uh, old Tesdy underscore Tesdy, T-E-S-D zombie. uh, which is Jerry Butler of New Pop World Order, also has his uh, other show... um, fucking soldier of pod sorry jerry i just had a full fucking blank on your show so um and of course i mentioned julie from totes my lady so jump onto newpodworldorder.com or go and see the guys um i can't be there because they didn't fucking invite me to the uh comic-con wherever i can't remember which fucking comic-con it is but they're going to one comic-con um yep didn't get invited whatever you know only sit there and uh host everything what it's all right guys i'll just sit here fucking in australia don't worry about buying me a plane ticket over there <laughs> whatever um, so go to newpodworldorder.com jump on iTunes you can find us on uh, Stitcher SoundCloud on fucking Google Play wherever you can find good podcasts you can find the new Pod World Order and I guess that's all the comic BS I have for this week I have been Beej peace out motherfuckers
World Order comes to Planet Comic Con February 16th through the 18th at Bartle Hall, 301 West 13th Street in Kansas City, Missouri. Stop by and meet the crew of Jerry Butler, Dave Weimer, Cindy Bunn, and Julie Humphrey. Get your hands on some free swag and sign up now if you want to become a podcast partner with New Pod World Order. For more information, go to newpodworldorder.com and visit the website planetcomiccon.com. <laughs> 